I guess it's myself a face in parenthetical. So. <laughs> Let's roll the opening. Let's do it. And we're, and back. we're back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Takes us to the substantive portion of the podcast. Indeed. Uh, and it's accountability, which is uh, towards the end of the second quadrant, which is live right. Yes. It's Q25 if. If you happen to be following along in our idiotic numbering system. <laughs> I hope most people are. <laughs> I would think. The statement for accountability is submission to standard through enforcement and consequence. One more time, because it's so important. Yes. Submission to standard through enforcement and, and consequence. consequence. Here, Franklin, are your three thought-provoking Socratic questions. My thoughts are prepared to be provoked. Can a man hold himself accountable? No. Oh, sorry. I wasn't supposed to answer this. <laughs> Number two, are there necessary components to effective accountability? Mm-hmm. And third, is there an ideal relationship for mutual accountability between men? First uh, and foremost, kind of an obvious question, which you could not help but blurt the answer to. (laughs) Uh, If a man could hold himself accountable, the word accountability wouldn't exist. It wouldn't. (laughs) To whom would you account? Yeah, it was the funniest Oprah bomb to me. Is that this is the year I'm holding myself accountable. Oh, Wow. If you could do that, why are you even saying it? Yeah, yeah. But I get, I got some pushback on that before. No, I, I definitely you know? have because I mean, it's such a cultural yeah. bromide. Right. That's one of those Oprah bombs that really does have merit. <laughs> Actually has merit. I don't know if it has merit, uh, but it has authority. Let's put it that way. Yes. P- people believe it. Is, it. Yes, it has come to mean something people to believe people. It. Yeah. Now, the main reason that we say that self-accountability can't work is because of blind spots. Right. Those are those hardwired gaps that a man can't protect without help. Uh, it's an area of his life that is blind to him, right? Mm-hmm. Blind spot. That's why right. we say it, right? That's um, different than a moral failure, and that's why I think people get a little confused. So let's say I think the the example used in the th- synthesis is the moral failure of racism mm-hmm. manifested through the unguarded use of racial epithets. You know, yes. I mean that's a moral failure. It it is, and I picked that one specifically because. No one's going to argue. I was going to say, everyone can agree. Even yeah. racists won't say it. <laughs> That's right. right. They know they're being horrible. That's yeah. right. That's a moral failure, not a blind spot. Yeah. I mean, you can fix that. You're selfish, kind of. Sure. And if, you will, yeah. If you have the desire, you, right. you probably you, right. could. Yeah. Now, let's take a blind spot. And the example we use in uh, the synthesis is alcoholism. Mm-hmm. You can't fix that. It's not a moral failure. It's a hardwired mm-hmm. gap with the, which, which a man needs help. Right. He, he can't do anything about it. And that's why the first step of AA is we admitted we were powerless yeah, admit over you alcohol. you can't do anything, yeah. Our lives have become unmanageable. Yeah. So that's where you need the, that's where you need the accountability. Someone outside right. of you that's right. to account that's to. That's right. Yeah. So, and this changes for everyone. So in my own life, as I said, and I alluded to it at the outset of today's podcast, mm. In terms of the king, I don't really need accountability. Yeah, you don't need someone saying, "Go work out." Come on, buddy. No. Yeah. I mean, you said I you will, were gonna. I will work out. Yeah. I will work out. In terms of the queen, I need it in abundance. Yeah. 
For me, it's because, a blind spot. Yeah, I was gonna say, which is why you are kinging yourself over here. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I, that's my struggle. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just everybody's got to... Whatever gotta, the thing is. You address it, right? Yeah. I mean, I have 47,000 queen guardrails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, I'm... And still... Uh, I, I'm like uh, um, Gilligan, mm-hmm. not Gilligan. Who's who's the uh, who's who's got the Lilliputians? Who's the... Oh, Gulliver. Gulliver. I'm like Gulliver. Yes. I'm on the beach with <laughs> all these things <laughs> the all over them. me. <laughs> Gulliver. Right. right. Yeah. They've got you tied down good. They got me tied down yeah. good. I mean, and yet still, uh-huh. I manage to sneak right. through those somehow. I, and yeah. I, I know how. If you go back to the Queen, I like I relate how exactly how it happens. Right, right. I start lying to myself. I you know I think I can outkick my Queen. I mean, it happens every single time. No, and when I say how, I don't mean it, it's kind of like a how do I keep falling into this same? Oh yeah, tra- like we'll say how does something stick don't up I in know your this? blind spot? Ding. Can't see it. You can't answer. Can't see it. Right? Oh, because right. it's blind. So the answer to the question, can a man uh, hold himself accountable? Is absolutely not. Um, he can't do it. And the reason he seeks accountability is because his life is not his own. Yeah. You know, he owes it to, to somebody else. You know, if we look at survivors, they're ruled by their blind spots. Yes. You know, uh, they, they, they own him like insatiable parasite does, mm-hmm. just sucking him dry. Sad clowns softly su- to submit to their blind spots over time. You know, they're hoping they can find an uncomfortable coexistence with them so they can die without asking for help. <laughs> right. Right? Well, it's so they a, probably can maintain, maintain. It's a life of solitary hopelessness. Golly. Yeah, well, I mean, it really no, is. No, when right? you say it like that, though. But it is. It sure is. sounds sad, doesn't it? It sure sounds sad. First step to recovery from uh, sad clown syndrome is to say, my life has become a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm powerless over it, right? Now, my sad to him, because he's a servant. <laughs> Yes. His life is not his own. He lives for mission. He treats his blind spots like any other obstacle. It's something he has to deal with, right? It's right. a problem. He has to pull them in. Right, right. You know, because those blind spots are going to impede his movement. It's something that can and must be remedied, right? He seeks yes. accountability for that purpose. You know, I uh, I just won't give up on this queen thing of mine. Yeah. I just, I just won't do it. No. Uh, and I got a lot of help, and I'll, you know. But and, anyway. And you will for who knows how long. Yeah. Who knows? I always wish that there was a, a time when you just arrived and you're like, ah, first I thing you had figured it out. Disabuse yourself of that. Right? I know. Dis- you got to throw that away. Dis- That's what I'm learning. Disabuse yourself of the idea. <laughs> Second Socratic. <laughs> uh, we said was, are there necessary components? All right. Of course there are. Right. We wouldn't ask the question. So there are three. Yes. Right? There's, there's standards, there's enforcement, and there's consequences. Yes. Standards, enforcement, and consequences. The reason why Goo Nation doesn't like any of this is because it's painful, right? Goo Nation is seeking universal happiness, happiness. right? They're we trying don't to want pain. They don't want it. They're trying to avoid the unhappiness that comes with accountability. Yeah. So that's why Goo Nation's version of accountability uh, doesn't yeah. make them. That's why Goo Nation would say. That's why you can say. Hold myself hold accountable. Yeah. Or, I'm going to be accountable to future generations. <laughs> they don't exist. They ain't here. They ain't here, right? <laughs> so let's start with standards. A standard for it to really be effective is binary yeah. and measurable. On or off. On or off. It's a yes or it's a no. Much like when you uh, ask guys in a whetstone situation, you say accelerating, decelerating. decelerating. Which is it? 
Right. And, and, and if you've ever been one of my blades <laughs> and tried to say, well, kind of hold steady, I'm like, nope. It just look you right in the eye I'm, and go, I'm yeah. sorry, is that an A or a D? That's a D. Yeah. Well, holding steady is a D. Oh, yeah. It's a lie you're yeah, telling yeah. to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're either advancing, you know, accelerating your your whatever we talk about, or you're decelerating. You're going no, backwards. I, I've right. noticed that usually you make, well, I can't speak for everybody. You make me say it. You, know, you just look at me. Is that an A or a D? An A or D. I don't understand. What is, what is hold steady? Yeah. Right. So for me, the most obvious standard example is is weight. Yeah. You know, because that's my Again, blind spot. Right. Easily understood, universal, we, right. can, we can. So my it. top is 175. Okay. I can weigh 174.9. Yeah. This morning I weighed 181.4. There we I are. I did not meet the standard. Yeah. It's binary. Binary. It's yes or no. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's why, you know, I'm, I got to get there. It, that that's that's kind of an easy one to see, right? Right. I have a scale. Yes. I also have a FUPA standard. You know, that's the fattest under, under pectoral, pectoral area, yes. right? So you just take that tape measure, uh-huh. you just lay it across that little fat, ring fat, not your waist. <laughs> no, no, not where you wear your pants because that's a lie. Ring, 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 ring of fat. <laughs> no, and it burns, burns, burns. It burns. The baby. ring of fat. The ring of fat. <laughs> not the song. <laughs> you know, and. Uh, that I've got a I've got a standard for that too, man. Yeah, I've got to I've got to have that down to a certain point. And right. You know, I don't have that there. No, I hear you. Doesn't matter how well my pants fit. Doesn't matter. Somebody tells me how much I look. Okay, so that's a standard. Yes. Right. It's objectable. It's enforceable. Yes. Or it, let's say objective, objective I know you measurable. Meant. Yeah. That's Me- the right object- word. Measurable and measurable. Um, scale. Mm-hmm. Presuming that measure. it works correctly. That's right. That's Are right. you a digital scale or an analog? Got a digital scale. scale. There you go. Got a digital right. scale. Sit right down to the first tent. thing I do every morning because I have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, because I have to. All right. So I'm either higher or lower than I was yesterday. I don't a standard. Here's an example of the same lines that wouldn't be a standard. I'm going to get in better shape. Right. I'm going to eat better. <laughs> I'm going to make healthier choices. Right. Better means those are all yeah. aspirations, and they're nice. Sure. But they don't move you to advantage because they lack the specificity specificity right. which means they also lack the power to do so when i wake up in the morning and get on that scale i get immediate feedback as whether i met that standard zero or if one. i was going to the other way and get up and say hmm did i eat better yesterday <laughs> i feel like i did I feel like i did yeah. it's not going to do me any good right no. uh let's go you know let's give you some examples some other uh high sounding ethical aspirations cooperativeness <laughs> i'm gonna be more cooperative <laughs> right Yes. Academic humility. Yeah. I remember when you said that the other day, I was like, what is that? What does that even or mean? Commitment to, ver- to diversity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, good. Yeah, yeah. All those things may be good. It sounds good. You know, I don't know. There's no way to measure them. They're subjective. Not objectively. Yeah. And there's, so you can talk about them all day long, but they don't have anything to do with accountability. Right. So to say, we're going to be accountable to future generations for our academic humility is to actually say nothing. <laughs> it's pure goo. <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. And now, if you want to get into a weird conceptual intellectual discussion about that sort of thing, yeah, then okay, that's I'll fine. I'll do it. That's fine. Yeah, right. We're not we're not saying that you know you're bad for even talking about it or thinking about it. We're just saying that's not a thing to right. which you can be held accountable because that's it has no standard. True. It's it, those are those are not good standards. So the him designates and maintains these objective standards to govern his life because he knows that aspirations alone won't help him with his blind spots. Mm-hmm. They just won't. Ain't gonna happen. All right. First component, standard. Second component of accountability is enforcement. It's that external force that applies the standard. Mm-hmm. A standard without enforcement is like a nail without a hammer. Right. Just it won't do you any good. No effective. It won't do yeah, you any good. Now, uh, depending on who you are and how it works, that enforcement could be more and more external. For me, to use the example, the enforcement I have is my shield lock. Yep. 
if I stop telling those guys what my LVZ is, they know I'm trying to outking my queen. <laughs> the, the, the red lights start flashing and yeah, they the go. Red light, that's uh-oh. right. That I'm Fred's buying got a, a cupcake ticket on a right now. Yeah. Fat, Fat Boy Island. They yes. know that. Yeah. And they, you know, they call call me to account mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. They they apply. You didn't call yourself. They I didn't call myself. Yeah. Now, when uh, Goo Nation is opposed to enforcement because it's a logical extension of Goo's uh, view of judgment as the gravest of all cultural sins. Yeah. To judge, you know, but judgment's just an articulated conclusion, right? Based on observable facts. I mean, you kind of got to have it. I mean, without a... You need to be able to say right. yes, no. What, That's I mean, why yes. we always say in F3, we don't judge. We just observe and criticize. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it. it's not, and if you come from a Christian's perspective, it's not judgment right. that's a sin. It's improper judgment. Yes. Right? Well, that's what, and that's what it says. Judge a righteous right. judgment. To observe yeah. and criticize somebody because they're not meeting the standard. That's, it's really, it is an observation. Right. And then maybe a criticism of the fact that you that's didn't right. do it. Right. That's right. So all how you do it. <laughs> Now, closer related to that is shame, mm-hmm. because that's the painful feeling of humiliation and distress. Yeah. <laughs> that Which results, I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> right, when you become conscious of not meeting the standard. Yes. And strap in, if there's any gooites out oh, there. Oh, boy. Because here, here it comes. Go. Yep. Shame, properly administered, is a not only a good thing, but a necessary thing. And I hope you heard that correctly. Properly administered. And the reason why Goo hates it mm-hmm. is because it can't lead to happiness. It feels terrible. But joy mm-hmm. is impossible without it because you'll just continue to sink. Well, and, that's, and, and people have confused the two words, right, uh, of happiness and joy. And we, we've talked about that before. Right. But, um, you know, you're going to get happiness if you get joy, but you can't have joy with just happiness. You can't do it. You know, can't do it. Square's not a rectangle. But this is why, and Goo talks about accountability just like everybody else does, but it's mascot accountability. It's yeah. like the, yeah. the comparison between Paris, France and the, the Paris uh, section of the Epcot Center. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's a mascot. You know, it's, it's a little teeny guy. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, not the same thing. Looks like it. I know. Vaguely familiar. Right. So future generations is not enforcement. Yeah. yeah. Future generations cannot knock on your door and say to you, did you or did you not look at porn today? Right. No matter how many Sarah McLaughlin-ish type commercials no. you make, right. you know. <laughs> Only a, a man, another man can do that. Yeah. And if you have said, do it to keep me off of porn, and you look at porn, and he looks at your cookies and sees it, you're going to feel shame. And that shame well, it is a form of enforcement. It Because what it... It hopes to do, and what we would want to do, I believe, through the proper administration of it, is going to motivate you right. to change your behavior. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So unlike Goo Nation and him seeks it, he knows that it's a necessary prophylactic to keep him from his blind spots. He's got to have it. Yeah. happy as it makes him in the short run, it provides hope through joy in the long run. Yeah. All right. Third component is consequence. Uh, consequences, you know, those... Things that happen when you fail to meet a standard, right? It's the unwanted result. <laughs> right. Shame, shame is kind That's of part one of, it. of them. Yeah. Shame is kind of one of them. Um, the example I like to give is uh, when I was in the Army, you know, we had height and weight standards. Right. And uh, I think at my height and age or whatever, I had to weigh less than 185 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you would line up whenever we were doing this quarterly. You knew it was coming. Right. Um, 
all guys lined up in a gym. There'd be some sergeant there sitting at the scale, mm-hmm. climb up on the scale, fully clothed. And if you're below the whatever it was, good to go. If you weren't, you start taking off clothes. Right, trying to <laughs> right in front of every single guy in your unit. Maybe different now that women are like all the mixed TSA. in. It's back when it was all guys. Right. So you know you're looking and you see some guy stripping off his clothes. You know he didn't make the standard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of shameful. It's no fun. Right yeah. now. He gets all the way down. If you still can't make it, they take a tape measure out, and they have some kind of formula to see if you are muscular enough to right. kind of, And if that doesn't make it, fat boy program. Fat boy. <laughs> it's not was not the actual name of it. The it's old the Army, FBP. <laughs> the Army Weight Control Program or yes. something like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, we called it the fat boy program. Mm-hmm. And that was the consequence. And that's shameful. Nobody, shameful. nobody wants to be in there. It's only shameful, but it is a actual consequence. You, right? Then you have yes, to, yeah. You you were you separated go from the, the group. You had you know, to go, you go see the battalion surgeon <clears throat> every mm-hmm. month, and he's like, and if you don't make progress, you be separated from the military. So my weight was of one eighty five. I made sure I stayed below one seventy five mm. because as a leader, I didn't feel like I could ever. You didn't want. You're not pulling a shirt off on that scale. No, not happening. Right. I, I mean, I couldn't have the guys. Right. Behind me, man, I was supposed to lead, see me having to pull off clothes to make weight. Yeah. So I had a 10-pound gap. I kept that 10-pound gap by weighing myself every Monday mm-hmm. and working at it. Right. The same way I have to work at it now. And again, I had the same problem with my queen in the Army as I do now. But I had that quarterly consequence <laughs> uh-huh. facing me. And it really made it easy for me to meet the standard because I knew it was looming. Right. So if I weighed myself on a Monday and I'm 178, I'm like, uh-oh. And I would, you know, do what I just did this week, which is starve myself right. and Calorie run. restrict and do the, yeah. You know, and get myself back down again, right? Because I didn't want that to happen. All right, so when I got out of the Army, 93 and go to, or 94 and go to law school, I just thought, I, I didn't really even know I had a problem with food, mm-hmm. with the queen, because I, I'd weighed. Right, you had this system yeah. that was there. Right. With I, thought, guardrails. I thought that was all me. Yeah. All right, so I arrive at law school in the summer of 94 weighing about 175 pounds and think i got it all squared away and do all this stuff you know wow i don't have to weigh myself anymore i don't have to worry about that anymore you know whatever right, talk about it right um didn't really think about it much got one over christmas uh went back to fort bragg where i was still at a house went to the gym I used to work out at and uh so i go in the gym and i'm working out see a guy that didn't know i was out of the army I hadn't seen him in a while and he looks at me and he says what happened to you? I go, what do you mean? He goes, you look like the guy who ate you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Ha, ha, ha. Let the guy walk away. Right. And then when he wasn't looking, I go and get on the scale they have in there. And not only did I not weigh 175, not only did I not weigh 185, I weighed 205. Ooh. I gained 30 pounds. 30 pounds. Wow. Between <clears throat> August and Christmas. That's a lot. A lot. Yeah. So I go back to law school. And I'm going to get rid of it. And I didn't, still didn't. I mean, it was months before I finally Said, got okay, the do something discipline to do yeah. it. Drove myself down, got my, my weight down again. So never going to let that have happened. By the next Christmas, I had done it again. <laughs> Only this time, I didn't go to the gym because I didn't right. want anybody to see me. Right? Which, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where Pogo 40 came from. Uh-huh. I kept gaining and losing that same, same 30 40 to 40 pounds. pounds. Yep. And uh, I mean, I, I would have kept at it probably forever. Until F3. Mm. Because now I have that accountability right. to keep me from doing that. Now I have it to, you know, I might gain a few pounds, like I'm seven or whatever over today. Right. But that, but ain't, that ain't 40. Seven ain't 40. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't 40, right? Yeah. I can only lie to myself so long. So uh, I have the same system of, of 
of standard enforcement and consequence that I had uh, when I was in the military. And I think a man's got to have that. And again, you might be a guy out there doesn't have that problem, whatever your blind spot sure, is. But you got something. But you got something. And you need that accountability uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the, uh, the third uh, spur, which mm-hmm. is uh, an effective shield lock provides mutual accountability. Yes. So one way we spoke about accountability was uh, Whetstone, which what right. relationship you and I are in. Uh, but a shield lock does it as well. And it does it to some degree a little better because it's peer to peer. Well, and for us anyway, the, the frequency is higher. Frequency is uh, higher. You know, right. all that kind of stuff too. So. Right. So I don't know. I meet with my blades like once a month, but mm-hmm. I meet with my shield lock once, once a week. Yeah. Once a week. Yep. Uh, shield lock's a little tougher relationship to put together uh, because you got to have three components that are, that are pretty tough to find. One is trust. Mm-hmm. You know, you really got to trust each other. Another one is shared virtues. You got to believe in the same thing. Uh, at least generally. At least yeah. generally. And you got to have equivalent competence, like mutual competence. Right. Uh, finding those things between like, those you guys. You usually is tough. find two. That's right. You know? <laughs> right. So for me, for instance, to be in a shield lock with a guy who's 40 pounds overweight. Right. Not a good choice. It's not a good choice. Uh, I, we wouldn't do each other any good at all. In fact, I'd probably sink to his level. Mm hmm. Uh, that that's just likely to happen. Um, that, that that's why you kind of got to have that. But that is the ideal relationship in my mind for accountability is that is that horizontal relationship with ideally three other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can provide those guys with the questions they need to ask me. Right. You know, this is what I need to tell right. you. This is what you need to hear from me. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm fighting it like I am right now to get back where I need to be, you know, I have their encouragement. To right. do that, sure. That's that's the heart of accountability, and I know you've been working to put together a shield lock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I have, uh, you know, we've got three guys, um, and uh, and and we work pretty hard. I mean, I much like you, I have certain daily habits that I have told them that I want to keep, and I zero or one, you know, and I account to them and say, okay, today was a zero, <laughs> right? Right? I didn't right. do it, right? And then if I have several zeros in a row, then it's apparently we need to get together and chat some more about exactly. this. Exactly. You know. So, you know, let's review, the, review those spurs mm-hmm. real quickly. First one was that the him seeks accountability because his life is not his own. That's why he does it. The second spur is accountability shines the light of hope into a man's blind spots. Mm-hmm. And the third is an effective shield lock provides mutual accountability. That's, that's, pretty, much, yeah. that's pretty much the way to go the about it. The way it, it works. Um, I don't know about you. Sometimes I feel like I've lost all hope. But Franklin, there's hope for you. Is there? If not just in the possibility of a better next day, it's just in the simple fact that there's no other way. <laughs> Franklin? Yes, sir? You got a face for radio. <laughs> Good thing it's a podcast. It is! It is! And I've lost all hope. There's hope for you. If not just in the possibility But better next day If not just in the simple fact There's no other way Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Drink up the daylight Just by the brightness Of opening your door wide